Because to be white in 1963, and I would argue still today, is to have the luxury, the privilege, if you will, of not having to know black and brown truth. You can be oblivious to the reality of people of color and suffer no consequence. Very, very segregated country. Millions of white Americans live in places where they rarely see anyone of a different race. You're listening to Your Neighbor's Hood, a podcast for uncomfortable culture conversations, specifically about race. Do your thing, Christina and Jackie. Okay, so what is good in my hood? Well, um, gosh, I would have to say, so I'm still home because it's the holidays and I got blessed to take a long trip home. I would say I get the best sleep of my life at home. I'm not really sure why. Um, I just, I don't know if it's being less stressed, which usually the holidays are stressful, but I have just been getting so much sleep. I think it's also because I'm not at my like regular like pace of life and I don't have as much going on and I've just tried really hard to not be busy this holiday season. I've actually taken a lot of time off, watched a lot of Hallmark movies with my grandma. Um, so yeah, I am actually entering the new year feeling amazing. I, um, have also been running a lot. Um, my ankle is feeling better because I sprained it about six months ago and it's taken a while to heal. So I am excited for the new year. Like I am going into the new year feeling good, loving my podcast, feeling so grateful um, to be honest that I get to do this podcast with my wonderful friend, Jackie. So that is what's good in my head. So what's good in my head? Um, It has been a, a year and I think that everything that I could possibly get done from my vision board is done. And what's so weird is there's something that I wrote on there that says 2019. So here's to see what this year brings us. Uh, What's really good in my hood is I've spent a lot of time with my little citizens and with my village, and I'm just going to do more of the same. There's no real resolution for me. Just continue living, learning, laughing, learning, growing this podcast. So if you're listening today, like, thank you for taking and bringing in your first week of your new year or whatever it looks like with us. We hope that you grow with us as we continue with having uncomfortable culture conversations and look forward to what you guys share with us. Here's to a bigger, better, and more badass podcast. Happy New Year. Now, on this episode, yeah, we're getting into conversations about conversations, which should be really interesting. A while back, well, we decided to make a resource for folks to figure out how to have these conversations. So you're dropping in with us on our top five things to keep in mind for uncomfortable culture conversations. Here we go. Once upon a time, not long ago. What is that from? Okay. A song, excuse me. It's like rare. Okay. Okay. So today we're having conversation about conversations that you can have. <laughs> I mean, it's true, right? Right. 
conversation about conversation. Yeah. So where does this stem from? Um, yeah, where did the, so we brought, we wrote something and brought it to an event, mm-hmm. but I think we were really just trying to kind of like, we always say, like, I don't like telling people what not to say. You know, I feel like it's very easy to make lists and I think we do that. We can just say this now it's funny the new PETA thing people are telling people what not to say it just made me think of that you know like when we talk about what not to say what do they say just on a side note it's, it's funny it's like it's right up our alley what we talk about like um, don't beat a dead horse yeah okay so tell them PETA PETA it, what does it stand for I don't know what it stands for but most people know but I think it's the protection um, and like advocacy for animals right Right. so PETA came out with this campaign yep. recently about Oh, well, first Wild of all, language species, matters. Right. And they don't want you to take part in specious, like speciesism. Mm-hmm. Uh, they had to have made that word up. That's not a word. No. Anyway, okay. Um, and so they're saying that if you use common words or sayings like bring home the bacon, take the bull by the horns, beat a dead horse, that that is the equivalent to speaking homophobic or racist. So I'm I sorry, but I disagree respectfully. Peter. Respectfully disagree. This is what we do for a living. No, mm-hmm. it is not the same. The impact is not the same. No, um, because one of the things my husband always says to me is like I'm I I try to be aware of like when I'm hurting my dog's feelings or whatever. Sure. Actually, it isn't even my husband. It was we go to the pet shop mm-hmm. to visit my son's bird who should mm-hmm. be coming home. Oh, soon. good. Yeah, and. What uh, there's a, a like a lizard, a huge lizard, whatever it is there. His name's Ed, and <laughs> and I asked like, does Ed like does Ed like that when people pet on them? Yeah. And the lady was like, well, Ed doesn't have that part of the brain oh, so where he, he know can whether he prefers has it. emotions about. Right. She was like, I do know that he likes to come out when he feels like he yeah. she said I, I think Ed more so tolerates us more yeah. so than anything but he doesn't have that feeling right side of things right. so to say that that's the same Babarus oh my god to say that that's the same yeah for all animals yeah no. no it's not the same and honestly I think it's more damaging I think it's bad that they even compare it to yeah like I it think was, it, it's, I think so it's okay to have that sort of conversation but it's like but it's just so... It's a stretch. It's a stretch, and things are... All, look, everything's already policed. Like, everything everyone already says is policed. So, and some of it for good reason, we've talked about. Some of it is for good reason, but this one doesn't take a conversation anywhere. It doesn't help. Like, doesn't improve somebody's life. Let's put it that way. Yeah. It, so, that was a side note. But we created a conversation of what, what people can say. Yes. So we were doing our Norfolk 2045 yeah. events. Yeah. I can't stand Bruce right now. I'm going to let Bruce out. He's y'all. just being bad today. He's, he is, he's doing a lot. He's going to mess us up. Hold on. Bye. Don't come back. Yeah, you don't get to come back. Not today, buddy. Not today. Come back. No more. No more. No Bruce today. No Bruce. No Bruce. All right. So I was saying that society, we're, we there are a lot of overly sensitive people. It sounds, you know, not everyone, but I think we can take things a little too far. So Jackie and I like to be practical. So I think instead of telling people what not to say, we kind of invite you into a conversation and how to have conversations with um, communities and cultures that you are not normally part of. Yeah, and this was particularly for European Americans because what yep. you said to me was like, sometimes I feel like I'm like, what? 
do I say? Like, yeah, what? totally. I get all these people telling me, like, don't say that. Don't yeah, do don't, that. Don't it, do I think that. it probably came after the well-spoken conversation or something. Maybe. I don't remember, but it was very early on. And it was just like, oh, I know. We had attended in a workshop. Um, oh, yeah. Yeah, for Planned Parenthood. And they did a great job, and I learned a lot. But it was an entire sheet, front and back, on all things that we shouldn't say. Yeah. And it's like, this is exhausting. What am I supposed to keep this sheet with me? I mean, seriously. With me to make sure that I don't affect, you know, and there's just a level of practicality that was missing to us. And so we created our own idea and way of things you can say, because I think that's an easier way to live. Right. And because I think even with, with people, children in general, people want action items. Yeah, absolutely. Tell me what I can do. Yeah, absolutely. Because I can be intentional about that. Because if you tell me not to do something, Mm -hmm. that's not a solution. You know what I mean? Because in the work that we do, and this is why it's so important, we want you to keep talking. Right. But what I found was this is my natural reaction. When someone tells you to do something, what do you want to do? Not do it. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Or you or get defensive. Right. So conversation. When they tell you stop. not to do something, right? Because it's like, to me, I feel like saying don't do is a passive thing. Yeah, absolutely. You're waiting for something to and happen it's just so you an can easy choose not out. to do it. Yeah, exactly. And it's also an easy out. And I feel like it's just saying don't do something isn't effective because I'm either going to have a couple reactions. I'm going to get super mad at you. I'm going to F that. Fine. Then I'm not going to say anything. We were going to try and do a different way, have a different way of doing things. Yeah. So we came up with a white human's guide to conversations yeah. with non-white humans and why managing your implicit bias. And we can, all, let's put it this way too. Um, this also doesn't just go towards um, race. This can go towards any community that you're, you're typically not in. Does that make sense? So whether it's someone that's trans or LGBTQ and you mm-hmm. don't have friends that run in those spaces or, or someone from a different religion. I mean, mm-hmm. this is, this is specifically on race, but a lot of these concepts can be transferred. I, I agree. I agree. Yeah. I agree. So we've got a countdown okay, we here. Go. We've got I think we have five. Five. Five things on our um We'll break them down for you guys. Yeah, and what we'll do is too, we'll put it on our website. Yes, you can download it if you want to. So we can download it and that. then um we'll put it wherever else. I don't know. All the places. All the places that You'll, we can. Yep. So first off. Yeah. You want me to read the first one? Yep. You want to read the first one? Um you can read it. Go read it. Okay, so one. number one. <laughs> All right. Individualize non-white people. The individuality of whiteness is the primary reason that white people oppose any mention of racism without saying, well, not all white people. Um, You treat it. What is that? You treat it. Oh, we might have had a typo. Treat it as an... Um, You're treated as an individual and and not as a reflection of your entire community. Grant non-people the same courtesy. I feel like you should speak to this one. Um, Yeah, Yeah, so part of when we talk about doing this work again, I'm always nervous and stressed uh, when we go to public places because I know that as a black person speaking that typically the world will say what that black girl views Mm. says is a view of her entire community. Right. 
And so other people in the community are not afforded the opportunity to have a different opinion without someone saying it's either this person speaking for the community or this one. So our community is not looked at as something that is vast and wide of a bunch of different individuals with different personalities, with different opinions. We're all the black community, which is really dangerous because even when I'm looking at our event last night, I don't know how many times I'm in my community and people are saying, well, black people don't do this and black people don't support each other and black people like they generalize everybody it's like hold up I look at that event and I'm like every single black person that I know that's in my village and that could be there was there right do you know what I'm saying and and we get preached at by so many spokespeople for mm-hmm. black people so this is on both sides right that we don't get to be individuals when it comes to the leaders right. of the community and we don't get to be individuals as um to non-white people so just Part of being able to see the value in our culture is being able to look at us as individual people. Right. And that's not just black people either. I mean, it's like looking at don't I think a lot of us don't look and read into stereotypes too much. Get Mm -hmm. to know someone beyond the marginalized group that they're in. Does that Mm -hmm. make sense? Yeah. You know, I mean, because you're obviously so much more than black. Someone's always so much more than uh, Islamic or gay or trans. I mean, it's just yeah, it's 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 as simple as it sounds. Individualize that person and get to know them. They have a name. And they have a personality, they have interests and passions. Um, and so really let's not make that as hard. Yeah, not make that as hard because I am also a nerd. Yeah, I'm I mean there's a million things that define fan. you. Yeah. <laughs> also a mom. And you happen to be black. I'm also neurotic. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, I, absolutely. I just you're right. And I think that individualizing people allows you to appreciate person for person yes, instead of lumping them together with yeah, the group. Yeah, yeah. and realize that there's diversity in every single group oh yeah i think what happens is when you're like straight and white we're the norm for the most part things are changing but we don't realize because we haven't had to the diversity that's in each community that's not ours mm-hmm. you can see it in your own oh yeah but. we can see it in our own but you guys it's that same spokesperson thing like you we don't realize like there are absolutely african-americans that don't agree with the, you on many different things yeah that there's a spectrum of political ideologies and beliefs and yeah. you know and so we need to that's why you need to look at people on a case-by-case basis yeah 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 get to I know the person i love it and you when you said that you had me thinking of like our local things that were happening here in the gay and lesbian community mm-hmm about mm-hmm. how all these people showed up but it was like they were all different um and um but it, it almost would have been nice for them to have a spokesperson but i could see how that would be difficult yeah cuz you all have different you, opinions yes yeah. they all have different opinions and i think people are not some people may not be able to take or not take, didn't take that group as seriously as they need to because I think they wanted there to be one person mm-hmm. that spoke was reflective everyone. of everyone. Right. So everybody spoke up and it was like, Ugh. yeah, and then it's confusing. Yeah, and then yeah. it was, you know what I mean? It's hard. Yeah, it's hard. Which is hard is that they can't. It's a hard see. balance to walk. Yeah, you see all kinds of people. You know what right. I mean? I just yeah. kind of think about that. No, it's like, hard. The value in spokespeople right. and being a part, being a person that's speaking for a group, but then the value of seeing the individuals right in that group right it's a hard line to walk Ugh, yeah well, speaking of walking yeah what's number two okay walk uh, boldly towards your implicit bias get out of denial stop trying to be a good person um, instead strive to be a person who acknowledges their personal bias spend time with non-white people and when you hear or see bias have the courage to speak out even to the people that you love this is a hard one I can yeah, speak to this one because um, like we had a live event last night and I've shared that 
doing this work, I have, ha- I will say I have biases. Mm-hmm. I still have them. I don't think that you're biased towards, look, if we grow up in a society that's brainwashed all of us <laughs> to believe that non-white people are inferior or, you know, just lies that have been told to us, many negative stereotypes, yeah. it's, it don't, if you say you don't have bias, you're lying. You're lying. <laughs> you're lying. <laughs> I mean, I do... I try. I do racial justice work, and I have learned, and I know all the statistics, and mm-hmm. I still have biases that creep up every now and then. Mm-hmm. So, for me, what's been life changing is allowing my not allowing myself to have them. I rephrase that acknowledging the fact that they're there right yeah. so so instead of instead of acting on them now i can take it a step further and say when i hear a thought that i know is biased identifying it and saying wow that's bias or you know why do i have that thought you know what i mean mm-hmm. like when it comes to anything that comes to race i try and say you know like if you did you need to dig a little bit deeper where did that come from you and know sometimes what I mean? you like, might not even know. No, and sometimes you don't know. Sometimes mm-hmm. it's just it's just there. I, I mean, I feel like who, I was talking to a friend about dating and interracial dating, and mm-hmm. and she was she said something negative about black men, like dating, like some black women will be like, oh, you should date white guys because they'll treat you better. Oh yeah. And I was like, I've never heard that. And I said, you know, and I'm talking to her, and I said, well. Why, what, what makes you say that? You know what I mean? Yeah. I was like, what makes, wh- why are white men any better than black men? You know what I mean? Like, where does that stereotype come mm. from? And my friend, to disclose, was black. Uh, she's black. And um, she's like, I don't know, I guess. I don't know. I've just heard that before. And yeah. I was like, but where's the truth, right? Yeah, so that's just one thing? example of a stereotype. Because I was like, trust and believe, girl. There are just as many shitty men that are white. <laughs> gonna treat you bad who are gonna you know what I mean who whatever um I don't know that there's anything anywhere saying that black men are any worse you know what I'm saying so what you're saying you're going back to number one with number two yes is that if you look at these men as individuals exactly yeah then you you can instead of lumping them together as a group like that's terrible but society has told her us mm-hmm. that you know what I mean a negative message regarding black men yeah and so one of the things that um, I always say so one of the things mm-hmm. and I catch myself when I say that mm-hmm. um, that I watch and that is actually on our um, on our little uh, infographic is there was a TED talk by Verna Myers that she, it's called how to how to overcome our biases mm-hmm. I mean how to oh yeah and it says walk boldly towards them and one of the things she specifically talks about black men in there um, she says you know uh, she she showed all these positive images of black men at the yeah. end of her TED talk just a bunch of it was beautiful just these men that yeah. did great things over time um, but uh she talks about an instance where she was on a flight and um, she walked up to the flight and she's like, I'm a person in diversity. I do this work. Mm-hmm. And I saw a the flight, the, the pilot was a woman mm-hmm. and she was like, Scared? No, she was no. like, yes, she was excited. Girl power, that's like, great. Like girl power, yeah. yeah. And so she's sitting on the plane, and she's getting herself up together. And as uh, in the air, there was like some turbulence, and she 
immediately kind of panicked and was like, this woman don't know. Right, exactly. Right. And she was like, that's her first. Oh my God. I just, she's like, this was an implicit bias. Never would I have questioned if there was a man behind. Right. Right. I would have never questioned. I mean, they're all ingrained in us. We don't have to go through each stereotype or bias that's there, but those are just two perfect examples. So when we say walk boldly towards your bias, bias is just acknowledging it and not shaming yourself for having it. Mm -hmm. Because I don't know that they necessarily go away. I mean, I've learned this through mental health work. Like, I still have anxious thoughts. I'm not trying to shove them down. It's never, it, it doesn't work to say, don't think, don't think, don't think. You know what I mean? It's like yeah. doing that exercise. <laughs> don't think about the white elephant. Don't think about, you know what I yeah. mean? Um, cause you're, cause then you're going to get wrapped up in I'm thinking, I'm thinking, I'm thinking. It's more of like, okay, you had this thought. It does not make you a bad person. It does not make you racist to have a negative thought. It doesn't. Right. No. Um, but what? It, but the next step is what do you do with that? Thought? What do you do with that thought? Yeah. Absolutely. What's your behavior? Yeah. What do you do? Yep. And 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 like you said, I think you did a perfect instance. You talked about I challenge that thought. Right. Where it comes from, and that's right. walking towards it. Absolutely. 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 And it takes you have to be bold to do that because it's like you hear those stereotypes, um, and then it is interesting because you're like, where did I even learn that? You don't know. Nope. Nope. All right. So number three. Yes. Stay. In the conversation, <laughs> all right? So the moment the conversation gets uncomfortable, you can walk away yep. or, or deny your bias. Uh, this is white privilege. Mm-hmm. Um, I lost myself. Not used for good. Yeah, this is white privilege, not used for good. Choose to be present and explore why your bias is showing. Yeah. That's what we do basically. And what it's, that's like the next step. So all of these kind of really do go one after the other one. Um, but even sometimes your bias will show up in conversations or it'll show up in your everyday life. Mm-hmm. Um, but the thing to not do is ignore it. Yeah. Don't, you said, look, don't swallow it. Nope. Um, I heard a quote the other day, uh, actually it was from um, George H.W. Bush's funeral. His friend, Alan, I can't think of his last name, was speaking. And he said, hate corrodes the container in which it is carried. Mm. And I think think bias does that same thing too. So if you carry your bias around and you snuggle with them and you hold on to them, Mm -hmm. you know, you eventually will rot from the inside out. Yeah. And it prevents you from having so many different experiences and relationships. Yeah. And and the easy road in which we know is is to walk away or to say, you know, that's not really right. Yeah, I mean, a lot of this is about, it comes down to feelings too, like being uncomfortable sucks, but once you can get to the other side of it, there's a lot of growth there. There is a whole lot of growth there. And that's, we've talked, I think we did an episode or talked about growth mindset of this idea of like knowing that like if you want to get better as a person, which I would hope we all do, uh, that you want to come from this growth mindset, which means you're going to, it's going to be painful, but it's good pain. It's a good pain. Mm -hmm. Too. And if you're not really sure what implicit biases, we did a whole episode yeah. on that. Yeah, I'll have to look at, well, you can put that in the show notes. We'll yeah, what episode it is. is. Yeah. It's simply called implicit bias yeah. where you can take a look at uh, what it means and yeah. we just kind of break it down because I know some of you may be listening here and being like, what is implicit bias? It's a bias that you have that you may not necessarily know you have. You just act And on don't it. know why it's you It's just it. there. Yeah. And, and you don't even know. I mean, you do things and you move. And um, one of the simplest ways is if you see a person in a hoodie and or a lot of people say if you see a black man in a hoodie or whatever, you immediately think danger. Right. You know what I mean? 
Where did that bias come from? And there, we, we, know a lot we, of we dive into the practicality of it too. If you're a female alone by yourself, like you, yep. do, we're not saying don't see bias and and completely like just acknowledge that you have that bias. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Like, because if I'm not, if I'm alone and I'm a female and there happens to be a black person in a hoodie behind me, I'm going to say, you know what, I need to check my bias, but I'm still going to be safe. I'm still you know what safe, I mean? Yeah. So, so that those are practical examples of bias that you you have. You're just checking it. You're just not automatically assuming that the person behind you is a criminal. Right. You know what I mean? Uh, it's it's more of that. It's just more of saying, okay, I hear this thought. You know, I don't really know the truth, but I'm also not going to jump to the conclusion that they are Terrible. a criminal. But I'm not going to. Jeopardy but you're also going to be safe. Thing. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah you never jeopardy safety over everything. But, yeah. but, but you can. But even the, don't discount the simple work of saying, you know what, he could probably be a pretty good dude, pretty normal person. You know but, what I mean? Yeah. Um, instead of jumping to the conclusion that some because an African American behind you in a hoodie, yeah, they're about to jump you. <laughs> and 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 even that, and even if you've had those sorts of situations, the important thing with number three is that you're able to sit with it as you say Mm -hmm. and not walk away from the conversation even if you listen to us sometimes and you're like I want to turn this off because it's too much come back to it yeah there's strength in that yeah I love that there's a lot of strength in in saying you know it makes me uncomfortable Um, it is not hurting me physically it is not doing any damage to me it is just challenging me and we know a good challenge can only make you stronger yeah, if you absolutely. take a muscle and you work it out it's yeah, gonna hurt it it's gonna time. be sore you know but the thing about building muscle is you gotta keep doing the work to right. keep that muscle right I know so, I know <laughs> so double-edged that, sword hope that you, you get that muscle but you gotta stay with it right um, or else it'll go away over time and that's what we mean with the conversation the conversation is a muscle yep. that we really want you to exercise black white or indifferent yep all right so okay what next Christina okay take time to learn more history. Um, So we've all been lied to, misled, and undereducated in some way, shape, or form about the history of America. To truly understand your own bias and have meaningful conversations with non-white people, take a personal journey through history. It will tell you the why of our present environment. That is so true. Like the perfect, I'm still reading Lies Your Teacher Told You by Jay Lowen, and this is kind of a lot of where this comes from, but like history was written from the perspective of a wasp, and I've said this before, but a white Anglo-Saxon Protestant. Mm -hmm. So you you basically it was written from the lens of a conqueror. So you're not hearing like we just did one on Thanksgiving. Um, and I thought about like the perspective of Squanto, the Indian that helped um, the pilgrims when they first got here. Or looking at if you flip it on a dime, like look at history from the perspective of the of the Indians. Yeah. How did they think about uh, Thanksgiving? They yeah. don't celebrate it. I, in my 30 years, never thought about that. Why? Because my history wasn't taught from that perspective. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you didn't see it from that no. lens. No. It's, I, as you're saying that, it's like as a parent, I'm a better parent because of my history as a child. Yeah. Right? But how do I become a better person? Mm-hmm. If I haven't seen a history that doesn't right, look right, like it's outside, that's not the myself. full picture. That's yeah. not the full picture. I can better understand my parents' plight, right? Because now I've taken time to be a parent and see that I didn't necessarily understand why they felt that way about that stuff, but I can empathize with it now that I have an understanding and I've learned a little mm. bit. And so that's with other people's history is that you may not necessarily walk their shoes or understand where they're coming from, but if you take some time to do some reflection yeah. and try to truly um, 
get a life that is living from real history rather than that wasp lens, mm -hmm. then maybe you can empathize a little bit yeah, better absolutely. and move a little bit Yeah, I think that's what it did for me was definitely build empathy and, and kind of understand why things are the way they are based on the history. Yeah. A different history that I didn't learn. Gosh, and, and, and history, I will say, um, is so empowering when you're able to have yeah. your full picture it, it has opened my eyes up so much just to as like saying last night I feel so much smarter oh yeah and absolutely. I feel so, I, I feel like I'm doing a, a service to yeah. the people around me. Yeah, telling. From, uh huh. Yeah. Yeah, like, telling untold stories because I feel yes. like it's we don't know and we don't even know where to begin to look for it in mm -hmm. your everyday life. Like you're just trying to get through the day. So I feel like I love it when people share history with me. Yeah. Yeah. It's so. It is. So, no, I love it. It's so cool. So history will allow us to. Um, to move forward, and we know that we cannot change history. Nope. We gotta no work way. with what we got. We are just dealing with the history yeah. of of the past. That's we true. just gotta realize that we are a consequence of history, right? And then hopefully change the course of the consequences by not yeah doing some of the same and seeing it from different lenses. Yep. I love how you said the lens because now I'm like I'm thinking about how does my kid see the what the way yeah you know right. he only sees it from a kid the life from a kid right. lens and he's looking at me like right. you're effing up <laughs> you know what I mean right well yeah we all have different lenses or glasses or ways we look at things absolutely mm -hmm. but until he gets a different lens right he never fully he'll understand. never understand he'll never get a different picture nope nope and that's how it is with culture until you decide to make that commitment to pick up that lens of. Like you mm -hmm. said, from the Indian, the Native American right. perspective, someone completely from, different than you. Yeah, from the yeah. Spanish perspective, then right. you, you're not. It's 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 no service to anyone. <laughs> okay, number five. Yes. Number five. Know when to wave your white flag. What the heck does that mean? <laughs> We're gonna get okay. in. There are times in conversations with non-white with a non-white person when you need to surrender or openly acknowledge mm -hmm. your implicit bias. At some point, you will no longer need a white flag because you will check your biases, bias thoughts before they leave your mouth. So this is saying no when to be in a conversation yeah. and say, you know what? Maybe I said something. Right. Or maybe I did something that was not on par. Yeah. And I don't understand it. You don't even necessarily have to understand what you, how, what you said is wrong. Cause I think a lot of white people do that a lot. Well, I just don't get it. What do you mean? You're too, mm -mm. you don't need to say those things. If someone says to you that something offended them or it was culturally insensitive, you should just take their feelings on board. And if you can't understand it, then instead of doing more harm, then say, I'm sorry, I, I, for both of for the sake of both of us, I shouldn't continue this conversation. Right, because I don't That's understand. That's what we're talking about. Yeah. I don't understand. Like, if you can't con concede, you can't concede and say, look, I'm sorry, I didn't, I don't understand what you're saying. Just know it does more damage to keep sitting in the same place and arguing a, mu a moot point over and over mm -hmm. again. Because you're going to see things differently. Yeah, and, absolutely. And, I will never see things from your perspective. I and I will never see it from your perspective yeah. fully. Fully. But, yeah, there's no way. But then it, it is one of those things we talked about that we still have things that are risk related that we do not agree on absolutely and we don't i don't know that we ever will and right. that is okay right but what you don't do is devalidate yes. my feelings and right. what you do 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 <laughs> <laughs> what you do is you acknowledge when you know that may be coming from a place that i don't necessarily that may be biased or may not be but i could understand 
I can empathize with what you're saying. Welcome through our Delta. We've talked a lot about about a lot. The airline story. It's important. So you tell your airline story, and then I'll tell my reaction to it, and then how we still disagree on a point. Yeah, but but you don't feel invalidated, and you don't feel like I disrespected you. But I also don't agree, or I don't understand it. Okay, go ahead. So we and this may be in one of our first couple. So if you haven't listened, if you've been with us for a while, then you kind of know what this is all about. Um, But if you haven't, then, you know, here. So I had an instance where I was on an airline and I was waiting to kind of uh, be seated because there was someone else in my seat. And the flight attendant walked up to me and my family and said, you know, like pretty much um, if if you give me any problems, I'm going to kick you off the flight without even explaining anything, without saying anything, just kind of walked up to us and said that. And as she's talking, I kind of stopped her. I was like, why are you talking to us like this? Right. Like, why are you even? And she was like, look, I'm just trying, like, pretty much she's trying to figure stuff out. But her approach was just to kind of be nasty in a way. Just not in a way, but just be nasty. And so I am in that moment frustrated and there's only one reason why I could think that she's treating me that way because I didn't do anything. I'm right. watching her interact and I didn't do anything to her. So I told Christina the story mm-hmm. and I come back from out of town and tell her the story and um, we had to chop it up about it. Mm-hmm. And your thoughts were? Yeah, I mean, at first I just was trying to empathize with my friend. She would obviously had a horrible experience. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, and I'm, I definitely said that, like, no doubt the woman was unprofessional and didn't handle the situation correctly. But my perspective was that why did it have to be about race? How do you, you don't know that she was treating you poorly based on race you know what I mean like to me it was just it didn't seem fair to just pin it on her that she was completely just doing that because you're black you know what I mean she could have been having a hard day being a flight attendant is a very hard job Mm -hmm. you know we don't know who she was dealing with before that um and so it just seemed hard to hear that and also I have a friend's flight attendant so I I think about Mm -hmm. it and see it's personal you know what I mean and and that shapes everything that we do so, um, you know, it's hard to think like, oh, my friend would never do that. But, you know, anyway, so I shared those feelings with you and we had to work through it. Yeah. And it's something that we don't necessarily, we don't totally agree on. And right. I don't think we don't have to totally agree. No, on. and you don't. And that's exactly a point I was trying to make yesterday, too, of like why what we do is so important. Like, we don't agree on everything. We're completely different people. Mm. But I still respect what you're saying. I'm respecting and saying that that your experience was really terrible. And there's a, there is a chance that she it was racially baited. I don't know. Mm. But that's the part where we can kind of we disagree. disagree. Because mm. I, I just can't. 100% agree with you and be like, you know what? I know that girl was racist. And then go ahead and, yeah. You know what I mean? Defend it either way. Exactly. Say, but she wasn't ex- And I'm not going to defend it either and say, no, you don't know that. I'm just going to say that in this conversation, I can't, I will empathize to the fact that it was a terrible experience, but I can't empathize. To, well, I can't also because I'm not black, but it's hard to empathize and say, wow, you know what? That was completely racially charged. Mm-hmm. And so in these conversations, your bias will show themselves yeah. and someone may call you on it or you may recognize that, yep. hey, you may get to a point where you're like, look, I'm about to say something that may be part of my implicit bias. So maybe I should keep that. Yeah. Or you know, or maybe I shouldn't, but we want you to be in conversations where you're understanding this is a place where I need to say, right. Just probably, I probably am thinking this. We're getting put to this place. It's not going to help. It's not taking the conversation forward. Mm -hmm. And I can't also come to this, 
a similar conclusion. So I think it's time because there is a time to end conversations. So there I think is, yeah. people think with race stuff, especially like we go in circles, but then there's a time where the conversation becomes detrimental, yeah. especially honestly from the white perspective where we are just going on and on and on or asking for clarification and just all kinds of examples. And, and, and we really just need to shut it down. Yeah. And from the black perspective too, is like, I understand when we're having these conversations it is like going to therapy mm-hmm. and you want to yeah. put Put all your trauma out there. Right. And you just want to keep talking about it and keep talking about the trauma and keep talking about the trauma and keep talking about the trauma to where it is not only abusive to yourself, but it's abusive to the people in the room. Right. So you're absolutely right that these conversations can go so far uh, where we need to kind of walk it back. Right. And be like. Is this really helpful? We take a break because even the Delta conversation, we had to walk away from that conversation and then come back to it later. We did. I think we kept talking about something else. Then we came back to it. Yeah. You know, so it was a long (laughs) conversation. It was long. And then even a day later, we had to rehash it in the sense of it was like. And we still rehashed it. We still, yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) But, But it is okay to not. Yeah. To not sign off on any, on everything. And let me just be really clear is that I completely understand that I too have my own implicit bias. Yeah. That's a good point. <laughs> like, like I, mean, I think if you're human, you can have bias. Every human has them. Not, not can, do. Yeah, I like, do. we all do. And <laughs> I'm not just about white people having biases. No, because guess who? I have biases towards white people. Sure. Towards European sure. Americans. I do. And I'm just like, sometimes I have to be like, check that shit. Sure. <laughs> we both, we're both working on it. Mm-hmm. Sure. That it just like walks in the room and it's like, you know. Am I thinking that because it's the truth? Right. Or is it really just because they told me growing up, the man is out to get you. Do you know what I mean? Like, Like how true is that really? How true is it really? Um, But we're not saying be an idiot. No. No, No, what I mean by that is that we have prejudices for a reason. Yeah, absolutely. And stereotypes exist for a reason. And some stereotypes are based out of truth, but they're they're not meant for all people. You know what I'm saying? There's yeah. some truths to some things, but that doesn't mean that all people are that way, it's which is why it becomes a stereotype is when you start typecasting everybody that way. Right. But right. Remember, it's based out of truth. Right. So, like, some truth. Right. Wow. So, well, what thank you. Them? That's what? our top five. That's our top five. But one little note we have for yeah. them is... Oh, yeah. Go ahead, read it. You want me to read it? Um, yeah, you go ahead. Okay. It says, as you have these conversations, keep in mind that non-white people have been mentally adjusting to your implicit bias their entire lives. <laughs> I'm going to say that again because I was like digesting it. I know, me too. It says, as you have conversation, keep in mind that non-white people have been mentally adjusting to your implicit biases their entire lives. It is vital that you create opportunities to work on your own biases with yourself. Wow. I mean, that's kind of what you just said. Yeah. Take some time to to work on it with you. Like we both do, basically. Yeah, both sides. Yeah. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We, we assume, obviously, we know why people do and we're in conversations about race, but it's always interesting to hear the other side. It is. And and um, this is not one-sided work. No. That's <laughs> why it's two of us here, and we want more of us. Yeah. Right, because we understand if you're having uncomfortable culture conversations, when we look at culture, culture encompasses all kinds of people. Yeah, exactly. It really does. It's it's a wide net. Yeah, it's such a wide net. Yeah. I was even looking at the Comic-Con culture at one point <laughs> and the issues that they have within yeah. that. There's so many There's subsets. Of culture. Exactly. Yep. Of culture that um, if we just 
take the time to acknowledge that we've we've been domesticated and that we've learned things and those things sometimes um, can influence or affect our relationships with other people for good or for bad. Yeah. That we'll be in a better place. Yeah. You're right. And, yeah. and, and say we don't have to agree all the time. Nope, we don't. So maybe that's my so what, now what? I yeah, what's your so what, now that's, what? Um, well, I can't understate enough um, looking and examining your implicit biases. So I think, again, I come from, like, the basis of, like, that you're going to have them. Right. Um, you know, I just think it, because I think for me, it's how I've done this work is, like, just constantly acknowledging them and working with them and mm-hmm. not shaming yourself for having them. Mm-hmm. Not There's not really shame to be had because for having a thought um it's what you do with that thought and then also kind of i have number two is like again like we can't stress enough that like we are two separate human beings and disagreeing is fine yeah you know you can disagree in a healthy way and then you can move past it yeah definitely um so my so what now what is is so what. Uh, we're in these conversations yes. for better or for worse um, because I even think that even if we're not in each other's hoods we're having these conversations yep. and we may be having these conversations with people that look like us and still have to check our bias. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Look at that. Well, we didn't even touch it's on that true. but that's true. But it's so true. Yeah, you can, I can have bias against white people. You can yeah. have bias against black people. Yeah, that right. we may and, and, and that um, those bias can also show up in conversations with people that look like you about people that don't look like you. Right. And it's okay to yeah to check them then too. Absolutely. You should uh, if you yeah, can. Yeah. yeah, so the now what I think is being being present in conversation and being present with your thoughts. Uh, which is something that I'm learning about just taking the time to slow myself down. Yep. Because my brain is going boop, 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 right. boop, 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 boop. so slow yourself down in your conversations. At least that's something that I'm gonna continue to work on as I'm like sitting here thinking about now what for me is slowing myself down in those conversations to really be able to hear. A little yeah. bit better, and um, and yeah. respond hopefully a whole lot better, I love much that. better. That's a lot. That's a lot. That's asking a lot of a person like mm-hmm. me because it's hard I can't even type up. because my brain is going too fast. For I get you. I'm the same way. <laughs> There's so many things I can't do because my brain is like <laughs> system overload. You got thirty thoughts. Get them out now. And your, and your brain's like, you're still okay, still okay, okay, even, okay. Yeah, even though I do like voice notes, yeah. even still I miss stuff because I'm like, I'm trying to talk, I'm trying to talk, get everything out. I can't get everything. You can't get it all out. That's yeah. all right. Well, you do a good job. I think we do a good job. I think so too. Most of the important things out anyways. <laughs> you know what I might do? I might try this weekend if I find some time. Actually, it's best if I do it at night. Just think about the things that I have that I believe are implicit bias. Oh, that's a good idea. That might be an interesting episode. It might be offensive to some, but I'll, yeah. do, I'll do it with you. you, know, you yeah, that, of course. That challenge of just thinking about... because You won't I, like it, though. Like, What if I am really brutally honest about some of the biases that I have? We're in the business of this okay. mess, okay? Right. I'm saying biases toward... Because I think about the bias I, I have, have towards biases, my own people. I I was just going to say that. I have biases towards, I won't say them now, but I can think of a few. I'll say them off the air. Okay. We're done. Okay. <laughs> but yeah, maybe that's something. That's the a good way one. To I mean, sit. if you really want me to be brutally honest, I'll bring them to you. Yeah. Biases on me too. That we have that we're working through. Hmm, I can do that. Okay. Can do you got to still be my friend. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> 
Make you sign something. <laughs> well, sign a free note. Yeah. <laughs> a free, free something agreement, yeah. free conversation. You still agreement. have to like me. <laughs> or at least hang out. For better me. or worse. Right. For podcasts through we park. <laughs> All right. So, yeah. So, thanks, guys, for listening. Yes. And listen, there is so much beauty in this work, and, and we absolutely love it. Yeah, we do. And we want to keep doing it. Yes, and we do. We will love to have you support us in doing that yep. whether it is through writing us a review because your time is an yeah. investment when you take the time to listen to us like we so appreciate it yep. um, so we would love it if you would take the time on whatever application you use iTunes Google Play and leave us a review if you've got social media particularly Facebook go to our page and uh, read us a review if you're watching us on YouTube go ahead and um, subscribe yep. and um um, let us know how we're doing. Join the conversation. That's so important. Yeah, to us. please email us. And if you love us messages. enough, we would love for you to support us yep. monetarily to keep on doing these things that we're doing, going into neighborhoods yep. and bringing people to the table. We have an account called Yes, Patreon. So it's patreon.com and it helps creatives like us make a living off of what we do. So you can support us at different levels of giving one, five, and ten, I believe. And each one comes with a fun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but you can check us out on patreon.com slash your neighbor's hood. And Patreon is P-A-T-R-E-O-N. Yeah. I think that's it. That's it. So stay curious, stay open, and make it a great day. <laughs> Bye, y'all. Bruce is going to tear oh the door God. down. What is he's doing something today? He is... Uh,